and welcome back guys to crazy poultry inc still here after our last catch-up reviews is me ian guy loco nick still here damon's still here and as we Hi. kind of previewed when we talked about jurassic dominion uh we're gonna kind of go into a little bit of a discussion ish about the franchise as general so jurassic park slash world franchise because this is obviously something that we've all grown up on we've seen the highest of highs and we've now seen the lowest of the shit storms um so we're just gonna kind of give our basic thoughts about each one and how we felt about them going on and stuff and easily the easiest one to talk about uh, first is the original from 1993 I believe so yep um you know Directed by Steven Spielberg during, like, the heyday of when he was cranking them out and just putting out quality. And this is also, though, the same year that he released Schindler's List. Mm. And it was said that when they were on post-production of Jurassic Park, uh, he would literally work uh, Schindler's List during the day. And then at night, he would basically be on what essentially was Skype back then. Like, (laughs) getting, like, all, like, the footage and stuff of them working on the CGI at night. So he was, like, working his ass off. To create two of the best films ever made. Yeah, well, yeah, because he made, you know, the future Best Picture winner that year. And one that has, like, stood the test of time and, you know, is influential especially with its groundbreaking CGI, because it was the first one really yeah. to embrace that. Um, um, definitely so, the, uh, the animatronics, too. Yes. That was huge. Um, so just to kind of briefly say, uh, I, I first, of course, saw this as a kid, and because I, I was a big dinosaur fan. I would say I'm a dinosaur fan, but I'm not, not when I was a kid. Um, and I thought they were so cool and... You know, even though this was slightly, like, kind of horror-ish, but I would still say it's more of an action-adventure. Yeah. Um, I just dug what I was seeing. I thought that it was very cool stuff. And it wasn't until, of course, I get older, and I'm like, wow, these characters are very interesting and very actually well-written. Of course... My boy Ian Malcolm is my favorite throughout this entire franchise because he's the only one speaking sense. <laughs> and yeah. even though he is like the, what does he call himself? The chaos theorist. Because they initially like call him like a mathematician or whatever. He's like, no, I'm a chaos theory person. Uh, and I like how Hammond made the joke like, I brought scientists, you brought a rock star <laughs> to the lawyer that is with yeah. him. Uh, but the fucking rock star is the most sensible one in this entire thing uh, even and he introduces a lot of the concepts that would just go on yeah. throughout the entire thing uh, but Sam, Sam Neill and Laura Dern's character couple were so likable and you just they had such good chemistry together yeah you felt like they had been a couple for years and they probably met during you know, paleontology or something like that because that's what they were both yeah. big into. 
But I just love how Sam Neill, because the big th- there was always that friction of them where she wanted to have kids and he didn't. And I love how Samuel d- displays how great he is not with kids. And in that first ever interaction he has with a small child, which that may have been a young Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm just saying it looks like him. But he like makes like a comment about like a raptor looking like a six foot turkey. It's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, six foot turkey. Here's this claw uh, that he would probably use to cut out your intestines. <laughs> And the thing is, you'd be looking at that one and didn't know that the other two were coming out of you because they were the pack hunters. And they would go on to them and say, like, how raptors are actually one of the smartest animals that have ever been around. But you then have John Hammond, who is very, from what I've been told, very different from the book. Like, he is very much profit almost over family and human life in the book. Stephen probably looked at it like, well, I need to change something about this. Let me make him more of the good guy, and you know, introducing the, everything and his family friendly, and this is a nice place to go. And he he's the rich, lovable, but does not understand what is actually happening. Yeah, and, which actually is something that plays into the next one, I think, because from what I've been told in the book, they hint that he is just crazy. And he just, he just wants to make the park. He just wants to do this. Um, but to then bring in the his grandkids, who they just have briefly mentioned that, yes, uh, his, his daughter is going through a divorce, which is once again brought up in a later thing. Uh, so that's why they're there. To, and also, as John Hammond put it, and don't worry, I have our main focus group for this grandpa kids because <laughs> um, yeah I mean why would a thing not involving dinosaurs not be meant for kids primarily because that's where they're like I want the toy I want the like Disneyland yeah just you know not a big fucking mouse <laughs> um, and, and as and like how you mentioned the animatronics oh. were great. They were done by Stan Winston, who did the alien models and stuff like that. Um, Those things were amazing. Mm-hmm. The first big one that they got that any of them ever saw was the Triceratops that they see in the field. Which like, is also actually at Universal Studios. Yeah, which their actual expressions when they see that, it's because it's their first time seeing it. And, they're like, and Sam Neill was like, this thing was large. It felt like it was really breathing. It like felt like an actual animal that I was seeing, and the positive there is the fact that it's an actual object. The actors are very much easier to act yeah. along with it than with a fucking tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, nope, something will be there. Just trust me. Okay. Which they of course then had to do a little bit about that because whenever they were working on bigger models. They're like, this is not going to look great because they wanted to do, like, all stop motion with it. And they're like, yeah, that can look impressive, but there's always, like, a way that it's not moving exactly right because they have to shoot it at a different frame rate. Yeah. Um, So then there was secretly this team that started to make the first ever uh, T-Rex CGI, 
They did that with nobody knowing and nobody approved of it. So, and he secret and the lead guy behind that secretly showed Steven Spielberg and like a couple of the other execs, like because they're like, yeah, we have some test footage from the movie, and then he just started playing like you know his model that they worked on. And like, oh, whoops, uh, I didn't mean to show that. And then Steven was apparently so blown away by it, he's like, that's the future. That's what all the big dinosaurs are going to look like. Um, but to have that whole decision of close-up, they're animatronics, and they're really there. Far away, it's CGI. And even to this day, on a 4K disc and on a 4K TV, those effects look very good. Yeah. So uh, this started out being one of my favorites just as a kid because of the dinosaurs and things were cool. But the philosophies, the writing, the characters just drove it to the next level when I got to adult. And it's easily in my like top ten of films that I grew up with. So, which would probably be another topic at some point that I'm trying to figure out. But yeah, those are my quick thoughts on the first one. Nick. Um. Yeah. Um. Basically, this movie is a spectacle of special effects and really lifelike animatronics i mean it's it's crazy how um back in was it 93 yeah it's been about 30 years basically they were able to do that and steven spielberg was able to do a lot of things that nobody thought he would be able to do and then you have the jurassic park theme song Mm -hmm. which is arguably top 10 themes of all time you have the gates, the famous Jurassic Park gates that are used in a lot of things, but it's specifically in Universal with the, the ride. Yeah, that but, was really Which, funny enough, the they kept on coming with the designs, and they were like, uh, I don't know. I was, and they're like, I was kind of thinking a little bit like King Kong. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll just make the gate and put the logo up there. That's it. And yeah. then he's like, yes, that's what I wanted. <laughs> and then, you know, the Jeeps that they used. Yeah. Which there's literally one in Bloomington that I see somebody driving around, but I mean that those have become really famous. It's just a lot of things from that movie has stood the test of time, and mm-hmm. and I love dinosaurs. I have come to actually be able to name a lot of them. I mean, there's some that I don't know, yeah. like the crap that they've introduced lately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mixture of all the you know DNAs and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was. And like I, I told a lot of people, it's, I think it might be in the top 25 movies of all time for me. Yeah. And um, the, the way this franchise started with that. Yep. That amazing, amazing movie. And then... Very smart. <laughs> yeah. It just... I think it's basically... What did I, I say to somebody? Um, like the sequences Spielberg had, like the sustained awe. And that, to me, it was like the... Um, the same kind of not maybe not the same but the same elements of sheer terror that Spielberg did with Jaws. Yeah. I mean, there's some things in that like the the water, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, every time the T-Rex would step, you know, that's become pretty iconic. Just a lot of iconic things in the movie, and I have nothing but great things to say about Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, I, there's not really much else I can add to it. Like, well, I mean, you you're the younger one. Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, I watched it later on. Um. I, I think I saw it in probably about 2000 mm-hmm. or so. And honestly, yeah, yeah it's great. Five it was, years old then? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, you probably saw one or two like kind of horror movies. This movie, before that. this movie is older than Damon is. So, like, I mean, the movie's right. Like, it's like you said, it still holds up to the test of time. Like, it's it's not only good, but it's it's smart and it's beautiful. Like, the whole movie's like looks good, and I still can rewatch it today and just yeah, yeah. Like like I said, about top twenty five of all time. Like, easy, if not top ten. Yeah. Like. Forgot to mention Sam Jackson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> even even did, did not get to drop an F bomb. Yep. But even Wayne Knight's good in it. Yep. Like I mean, all all of the acting is like on point. Yeah. Even the kids are really good in it. Yeah, they're some of the best kids on film because again, they're not annoying. Tim and Lexa. Lexi. Lexi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, you have like. A golden goose right there. It, I believe it just destroyed at the box office. Yeah, it was a, like a, what did they call it? Uh, what was the word? I originally just called it like a, just a massive blockbuster. I think yeah. that's what they called it. But I mean, at that, because at that point, Steven Spielberg had the first ever one with Jaws, and then now he has another one with Jaws, with Jurassic. <laughs> and he literally set the standard for that movie with the rest of them. What he kind of reminds me of, um, like a newer version of him is, oh my gosh, the guy who did Hostel. Oh. And saw. James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. Because it's kind of the idea of like starting a series. And the first ones are usually great, and then, like, after someone else takes hold, it just yeah. goes to the garbage. And that's kind of how it is with that. Like, James Wan starts, like, Hostel and Saw, and the first ones are great. And then it just, you go to, like, the sequels, and it's just like, oh. The less and less of their yeah. involvement. Um, so, so, but, you, you know, you have that, and it's, like how I mentioned, it's based out of a book by Michael Crichton. Now, apparently... As far as from what I've been told in the book, there was no plans for another book. Like, Michael Crichton wanted to write one, and he wanted to be done. Yeah. Now, it's either been said to have been either the studio or Steven Spielberg to pressure him to write another one. And he's like, well, how am I supposed to do that? Because the way that I had this left off where I'm pretty sure if I heard this right, all the characters died. (laughs) And apparently Hammond went out like... Very, very badly. I mean, because, again, he was made to be, like, the giant villain and asshole in the book. So, of course, he'd probably have the most gruesome death. Um, But he's like, I probably could, but I'm not going to have my heart into this, and I'm just going to want a big check. He's just like, well, he probably got it. (laughs) There's the check. Write it. And you, you know, uh, you'll get the royalties. He's like, too. no, you. There's no amount of money you could uh, get me to make this book. And then Stephen Spielberg writes the check okay. on him. He's like, so when do you need it well, again? <laughs> well, I'm gonna make a comment like that in soon. Okay. Um, but so he then wrote Lost World, and Steven Spielberg, of course, jumped onto that to then make the sequel, Lost World. Just being the name. I also kind of want to throw a Lost World, a Jurassic Park story, but that's too long. Oh, no. Uh, where it centers more on Jeff Goldblum's character, which I know is actually a smart idea because he actually was a lot of people's favorite character yeah. in it. Um, where this one started to lose, though, is introducing new characters that aren't the best. Um, like Vince Vaughn is especially one that, you know, this is like the start of his career. 
Um, I forgot he was in it. Yeah, and he's just basically Vince Vaughn. That's all he is. Uh, and to me, the thing that makes him, me infuriating about his character is that he makes decisions that I was like, okay, I get it, but why take the firepower away from people who are going to basically be protecting other people in their lives? And it's a madness that you started. Because then this focuses on that there's another island with dinosaurs that I believe was the base of when they actually were making it. And uh, the one that Jurassic Park was on was the one that they were transporting them on. And this is the one where I was like, well, this is when they started to really dive into Hammond being insane. Yeah. Like, he is apparently sick in the movie. But I was just like, no, when I rewatched this, I was like, they're pointing at that he's becoming insane. He's like, oh, hey, I sent, you know, the best people for this job, you know, photographers. Oh, and by the way, that photographer, one of, and one of the people there is just happens to be your, you know, your girlfriend. Like, wait, what? In which I'm like, you know what? That was a strategy move. He put Julianne Moore's character, who is Vince Vaughn's girlfriend, there just to get him to go. Because he's like, why, why are you asking me to go? I said I would never be involved with dinosaurs ever again. <laughs> like, I didn't just have my leg almost broken off, you know, the last time. And I was telling everybody, yeah, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Goldblum is the best thing in Lost World. Because I love his expressions, especially when John Hammond is talking to him about this, because he just has a look of frustration <laughs> that all of us can understand. Because it's just like, well, yeah, but when we do it this time, we're going to make, you know, we're going to yeah. do it better. And he's just like, no, you're, you're making worse ideas. <laughs> and it, it's, it's the most relatable thing in that. Um, but aside from that, there's just like hints about other characters like, then he has a daughter that shows up, and while she's not the most incompetent child in this, she, however, has one of the dumbest scenes in the movie with the gymnastics. But say you do get to see the grandkids again. For a split For, yeah, second. Like they show up. Is that the one where the RV was hanging off or whatever? Yeah, yeah. which is probably one of the best scenes in it. Okay. I remember that. I remember the, the two T-Rexes the big, were fighting each other. The eggs in the stadium. Yeah. I remember that's the stuff I remember about Jurassic or Lost World. Um... Because, because one of the characters who's like this like marine poacher, he's like, mm. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't take this job even for the money. I just wanted to do this to hunt a T-Rex. Somebody played that. I feel like I know who they are. Yeah, I don't recall the actor's name. But, yeah, uh, so basic, but basically then he finds a baby T-Rex and mm-hmm. like hooks it down to be bait. Yeah. I was just like... Wow, that's not on. Uh, but to to be fair, when he actually does do what he says he wanted to do, he's then gone. He's like, I shot a T Rex, I helped catch it, I'm done, I'm out. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, in that perspective, cool. <laughs> you, you know, you're you're kind of like the Japanese Spider Man. <laughs> you you killed the people who killed you know your loved ones and you're like yep I'm done <laughs> okay um, but there there was talks that the like latter half when it takes place in the city with the T-Rex the, the on the land in LA that actually was supposed to be for the next one 
because they initially were going to stop it when the T-Rex is on the ship, going to the mainland. But it started to become a question of, well, we're not sure if we're going to make our money all back. And Stephen was like, you know what, I'll just push this in here now. Because he was also trying to attempt the same thing that he did with Jurassic Park, where he made Jurassic Park in Schindler's List. Mm. He was trying to do the same thing with, uh, I believe it was Amistad, which is now a Steven Spielberg movie I don't really hear people talking about. Amistad's alright, though. I mean, but when you compare it to Schindler's List. Oh, yeah, Schindler's List is a fucking masterpiece. And, and like, did you... I don't think he really lived up to what you wanted to try. It definitely, do. like, it's funny, though, because he does dinosaurs and something super very emotionally about our violent history. Yeah. Because Amistad was about a, I believe, a slave ship of some sort that, like, See, one I'm of the not, first... I've not seen it, so... Seen I, I'm pretty sure the Amistad was a ship, one of the first ships that brought slaves <laughs> over. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Also probably super long, too. I believe, yeah, it's probably about two hours or so. Um, which is also, to me, a detriment about this. I think it's too long. It's a little, it's a little over two hours. Um, the first Jurassic, if you count credits, it's just at two hours, which I think is perfect. Um, this one, it's just like a little bit more above that, and I'm like, I th- and again, this is only longer because they extended that ending. Yeah. So actually, I, I didn't mind the ending all, honestly. It does just feel tacked on more when I watched it now. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy both of them, honestly. I can find my things that I like about it. Yeah, there are some dumb parts, but, you know, if I'm comparing, like, especially something, it, like, you know, I watched all three of these, the first three, mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. Um, so this one specifically, like, the first one's obviously, I can still consider it a great movie. This one's obviously not a great movie, but... It's fun enough that I'm not, like, angry about watching. I'm just like, yeah, okay, you know, it's fun. Well, so I used to, like, when I got older, I despised this movie because of the characters. Yeah. And I still stand by that. Most of the characters I can't stand. And But because of Jeff Goldblum again saving things, I don't hate it as much now. Um, Nick, your thoughts uh, on Lost World? It's been a long time since I've seen it I'm gonna be honest with you so a lot of things are which is why this is a quick talk kind of just blurry to me but like I said I told you I remember the stadium the eggs the part with the RV mm-hmm. when they're stepping on the glass and they're like oh god you know and that, how the hell that is gonna, one of the best parts how the hell are they gonna get out of this because they're literally hanging off a damn cliff yeah um uh, I always for me it was always the the second best of the three. I always just thought it would have been one, two, three for me. That's that's kind of how I'm going to And on that note, I will see you guys. Yeah. It was he's fun. Got, he's got a movie to go to. But uh, as far as the, uh, the rest of them go... Well... Uh, yeah. As far as the rest of them go, I'm just going to put my little two cents in. Three, I remember the least. I don't... I remember the pterodactyls in three. That's all I remember. I remember the kid, too. What was the kid's name? That's a good question. Anyways, I remember, kind of remember him. Um, and as far as Jurassic World goes, um, that could be totally forgotten. I mean, the, the first one was serviceable, but the, the, the two and three were meaning. Dom- Dominion and Fallen Kingdom were just absolute garbage. So they didn't even really need to make Jurassic World. To be honest with you, my last thing to say, watch the first one. 
That's, That's it. it. Bye, guys. Yeah, so you have fun. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to have to give your uh, sense on Elvis when you get Oh, well, well, have fun, guys, and have a good weekend. Enjoy your 4th of July, and uh, Ridge Jurassic Park. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, yeah, it's now just down to me and Damon, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah. It's not like we've never done, like, solo podcasts yeah. at all. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, well, I guess that's a perfect segment to go into the third one now, because uh, so we have Jurassic Park three. So they didn't call it something else. There's like Blaine three. Yeah. Um. So you know how you mentioned like the whole giving a check to yeah. Michael Crichton and stuff. So <laughs> it was apparently pretty on record that Sam Neill wanted nothing to do with Jurassic Park after that. Unless he was given a big check. What's uh, Alan Grant's character in this? Somebody who doesn't want to return to an island unless he's given a big check. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? Apparently it's big enough that... You know, you know what? Perfect casting there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, the thing about the third one is, you know... I, I... There are things about the third one that I don't like, but there are a lot of things that I do like. Um, like, he mentioned the pterodactyls. Pterodactyls, awesome. Like, they, they were cool looking. Which, apparently, that's um, from the first book. Yeah, right. I'm like, um, yeah, it's back at three. But, I, I like, I, I had entertainment with that. Like, I, I do like pterodactyls. Um, like, William H. Macy, I thought was really good. Him and the wife character. Um, uh, I, I think William H. Macy's okay. I am going to strongly disagree with the wife because to me this that's what ta- uh, the actress Taylor Yoni can be sometimes. She can be a fucking robot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just like the, the dynamic of them. Like they're obviously in kind of a marriage that's falling kind of apart. And then the whole thing happens with the son character. And yeah, I mean that, that to me is probably the worst aspect of it is the son character because it's not even close to remotely believable that this kid can survive on a fucking Island with dinosaurs for as long as he did. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, I think they said he's been there for like six weeks. Yeah. And like, that's way longer no. than any kid because one, you have to find food, which, you know, they kind of explain that a little bit, but it's clear that he's been, like, rummaging through stuff. You're telling me he survived all that? Like, getting, like, atta- probably attacked by raptors. And, you know, he's probably small enough he could sneak around the bigger dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But the fucking raptors and all the little dinosaurs are going to fucking find him. Yeah. They're going to smell him out. But there is one thing that he brought up that I was like, you know what? No, I need an explanation. And that was somehow he got Tyrannosaurus XP. Yeah. Which that's... I think how he explains, like, he's kept some of the smaller ones away because I think he's put, like, the piss down to yeah. like, a scent. But I was just like, no, I want to know how you got this. <laughs> You'd be like, standing under. <laughs> like, stay still because then he won't see you. And hopefully he doesn't piss on you. <laughs> oh, you're definitely get piss on you. <laughs> but that, that, see, that's my point. Like that's where the movie kind of goes. Like, but the general idea is like, hey, we're trying to find our boy. You know, we're gonna convince you to go to this island. Mm-hmm. You know, with initially kind of lying about it. Yeah. And yeah, so like that. That to me, the, the whole beginning is actually I think kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after like the, especially when they introduced the boy, I'm just like. But I will say, I do like the Spinosaurus. I think he's kind of cool. I think he is kind of cool. Uh, 
I remember that when it first came out, there were several people saying that, oh, well, they just made that for the movie. Did not exist. I'm like, no, he, it apparently did exist. Um, now, one thing that I was like at first uh, defending, but now I'm kind of like, man, nah, not really, because now when I've seen you know, how these movies have gone, yeah. which is when he kills the, or technically she, kills the T-Rex in the fight. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you just destroyed probably the most popular dinosaur now, and that's because they're probably like, here's the new one, here's the new one. I'm like, I, I used to be like defending it because I was like, well, if you think about it in a fight, it probably would win because it has the longer arms. And I mean, I guess you want to establish like a new threat and something. Uh, but this is kind of laughable sometimes yeah. as a threat. Like, cause here's, I'd say the pterodactyls are a bigger threat, honestly. Yeah. Because like they're stuck in that big ass bird cage. The pterodactyls can pick you up and take you. Yeah. And, uh, also I still, admi- I still like that they were using practical effects where they could. And yeah, I, I will say the pterodactyl actually looked pretty good though. Like I actually thought, especially when it walks up to that kid. Yeah. Where he's going across the bridge, and he's like, Mom? And then you just see this fucking big-ass bird be like, I'm here, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it said in dinosaur language. I'm here, bitch. Um, but uh, even though I'll admit this is much stupider than probably the last two, I can't admit I actually have fun with this. Yeah, well, like, it, like the whole Alan... Like that, it's it like there's like, as far as like the franchise, as far as like scenes that I remember, it's like the T Rex roaring at the end of the first one. There's like the T Rex in San Francisco or yeah. something like that, and then this one has Alan from a raptor. That's so fucking funny. Like, like it doesn't fit with the other ones. But it's arguably just as memorable. He's just flying, and he looks out the window, and it's just like blue streaks. And then he looks over, and the rapper goes, "Alan," and it's he's just like it's so ridiculous. But that's why, like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like these films, you know, even by the third one, it's having like, a good time with itself. And like, I mean, it still looks pretty good. You know, like I can appreciate a lot of the stuff in there. Like, you know, and again, yeah, it, there is the stupid parts of it, but it's still fun. If anything, I mean, th- this was the first time though it was a different director and writers. Yeah, so, so it's obviously going to be different, and you can tell there's it's the, the it's, Steven Spielberg essence is not there. Yeah, I mean, I think he was still always a producer for yeah. them, but even that point, he's probably like not really. He he's not looking at the dailies to see how they're going because yeah. he's probably busier with other shit. But that, uh, that's a good transition over into <laughs> Jurassic World. Well, but just to kind of go off still on the third one is like the the reason though that I could watch it to have fun because there's so many just dumb scenes that are just I can't help but laugh and like the one that I heard a joke that I, about it when I was watching was when uh, the Spinosaurus yeah somehow can sneak up despite the fact that it's fucking large and it would have you know steps like this but it sneaks up on them when they like all reunite at that cage moment yeah and then they start to hear the phone ringing he's like no I gave it to that guy that got eaten and then they look over and they see the Spinosaurus like just like 
And I, I the joke the, the joke that I heard about that, is, it, which I can't help but think of now, is you have a voicemail. <laughs> well, like the big thing with that too is like you know they established that the T Rex is bigger. I mean, it wasn't as big, mm-hmm. and the T Rex made the fucking water and ground shake. Yeah. If this one's bigger, it's it's gonna make the the earth and ground shake. Yeah. Like you're gonna know it's you're gonna hear. Yeah. Or or at least feel the vibration. Yeah, you're gonna be like, you guys feel that? Or you guys hear that noise? I mean, unless they're trying to say that they were so caught up in the emotions, like, no, you're gonna go. Um. Also, there's the uh, character named Billy. Yeah. Who has the bright idea to steal raptor eggs? <laughs> like, hey, I thought this would help, uh, you know, the dig site and stuff. I'm like, are, are you just an idiot? Um, and I mean, at least I think Alan does show like a little bit of smarts when he he's like, yeah, they're chasing us because they know we have the eggs. And William H Macy asks him, you know, that's why they're chasing us. Why not get rid of them? It's like. What if they catch us with them? And Alan goes, what if they catch us without them? Yeah, that does make a little bit more sense. Yeah. But it, also one other stupid thing they introduce is like the, the raptor lung call. Like, yeah, it can be, you know, made from this machine out of, you know, wood if we have like the skeleton design of it. And like Billy blows through, it's like, wah, 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 wah. like, what? Little, little, little. Like, what? Just because you make the model of a lung doesn't mean you're going to sound the same. Yeah. So, well, but, that, that, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll counter you on that one. I think that they've done that, actually. They've yeah. done that with 3D printing now. Um, yeah. Maybe not necessarily back then, but, like, they've done it where, like, they've done printing of people's vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Like, they did that with, uh, I believe, King Tut, so you could hear how he'd sound. Hmm. And they did like a like a thing where they've been able to do that. So that's not necessarily too. It seems weird, yeah. but like it's not maybe as weird as you would think. Or far fetched. Yeah, like I think that's actually a thing that they've done. So like the the funny thing is to me is I think that three is much dumber than two. Yeah. However, it's also much shorter. It's that only helps. like an hour and a half. I did hate the decision of breaking up Alan and Laura Dern's character, but I have a funny suspicion that's because Laura Dern wasn't available for the whole Probably. thing. So they're like, well, how do we write around this? Oh, we'll do this decision that'll piss off all the fans. <laughs> um, so she, because she then does her most of her performance through a phone. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, she actually does a better performance job over a phone than most. Um, but I I can appreciate and just enjoy how stupid it can get and if I of course if I'm not going to be able to go yeah I appreciate this for its cinematic achievement yeah I can appreciate how stupid and fun I can have with it <laughs> so but then to lean into Jurassic World which yeah, I'm trying to remember because there was a large gap in between that and three, which it was surprising because three actually was successful. It was like, I believe, number eight overall grossing. 
and it doesn't seem like you know at least like Halloween and stuff they went back and they're like this is the first one and then it goes straight to the sequel mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like that does it says it considers all of it pretty much canon yeah um, so like if the third one already happened I don't know why they would want to do this clearly like this T-Rex goes and fucking kills like a dog and attacks fucking the city yeah so like yeah, I don't know what jumped in, but, like, as far as this movie goes, it's, I think you put it best, like, it's, eh? For, what, three or world? For a world. Yeah. Just kind of, eh, because... Well, yeah, so, so, they bring back, they start introducing new characters, Bryce Dallas Howard's character and Prince Kratz's character. You can tell me their character traits, but I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, well, the biggest thing is, like, we honestly don't even need to go over the story because it's literally Jurassic Park. It is. Literally, every there's two kids <laughs> that get fucking in trouble. Because there they, has to be. Yeah. And then you got Chris Pratt, who's kind of supposed to be like Sam Neill's character. Is there a guy that's like Ian Malcolm? Not really. But then you have the girl, girl who's supposed to be like the Laura Dern kind of thing, and it's like... I mean, it, it's... I don't know. They just try to play Chris Pratt into this so much. And, you know, I get his whole relationship with, like, Blue. Yeah. But, like, aside from that, like... Yeah, the plot is almost essentially like this. Like, there's people... There's people on one side going, why? And then there's other people that are like, we're well, going to just turn there, them... There's not as much of why because this has been established that this park has now been here for a little while. Yeah. And their whole thing is that kids and people got tired of normal, you know, yeah. dinosaurs. Because you know, that would probably happen. People would be like, "Oh yeah, another T-Rex. Why should I care?" So then they decided to start engineering and you know combining DNA with some people who they still have the same scientist win from the very first one. Who, gosh, he's like the unspoken like kind of side villain because he's been a part of all the experiments yeah um but and then the park runner who I guess got the approval from John Hammond he like his character trait is just I wasn't told all this oh and I also I've also learned how to fly a helicopter and his big thing is, like, you think he's going to be, like, uh, controlling the helicopter and do a badass scene. It literally turns into him doing that and then crashing. So what did that add? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say that I could give this is I do like the look of the park. That yeah. is fully realized. But there's not much story and character after that. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, as far as thing like, the movie was just, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I could watch it again, because this one's the least offensive of three. But, <laughs> you know, like, that's the thing. It, it all boils down back to, um, sort of like Star Wars, but the prequels. I can rewatch the prequels. Yeah, they're kind of goofy and kind of dumb. But, like, yeah, it's just like this. Two and three, kind of goofy and kind of dumb. But... You come into this, and I'm just like, one, it always boils down to why does it need made, but I've already discussed how Hollywood's going to do what they want. But it's like, at least try to take some care of it. This, they just kind of, they're like, so yeah, we can make some money off this, right? Yeah, they did. Billion dollars. Yeah. Of course. It's like, yeah, of course we're getting sequels. Yep. 
which then led us into Fallen Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. And Fallen Kingdom is a fucking shitty film. It's bad. It's I, not good. When I when I rewatched it again, I was just like, it's fucking pointless. At this point, it's just like let the fucking dinosaurs die. Like as much as we, you know, I if if there was an island full of foxes, okay, I love foxes. If there's a fucking volcano on it, and it's just like, we could try to save them, sure. But it's like, do we? You know, do we really want to risk all this shit just to go save a bunch of foxes? Well, I mean, and not only that, these aren't even really dinosaurs. They're engineered monsters. Yeah. The only one, and that don't even make sense anyways, because you know why? Because, yeah, all this shit's going to happen, all this, like, things. The biggest plot hole in that fucking movie is the one that's in the water. Nothing's going to happen to him. He's going to get out. Mm-hmm. Which he does, because clearly in the trailers, there's that big fucking creature jumping up and buying the fish boat. Yeah, which that does. That, which that happens, but it's only a newsreel. <laughs> yeah, so even then, it's just like, all that other shit, aside from that, that's the biggest plot however. It's like, out of all the animals you were trying to save, that one, what'd you think was going to happen? Well, and I mean, if we want to just talk about dumb, like, decisions... Yeah, three might have some very dumb things. I'm sorry, I think Fallen Kingdom takes the cake there because there's just decisions made and things said by characters that I'm just like, why? Yeah. Um, the movie's fucking pointless. Like, to decide to take them off of the island and put them into then a haunted house, basically. I was like, who made that decision? Because. <laughs> When I think of how big fucking dinosaurs are, and they should be in a fucking field and shit like that. Nope, we're gonna constrict it down. It's gonna be like an invasion movie where we're auctioning them off to you know highest bidders. I'm like, who the fuck? If, if, you, if they really wanted to save all those dinosaurs, they would just knock off a fucking state and just give them a state. That's literally the only thing they could do. Yeah. Well, and like. Just though, speaking of character, like, you know, traits and decisions, the characters from World completely change on a dime because Owen is always wanting to protect the dinosaurs. And, uh, gosh, I think her name is Claire. I could be wrong. That sounds... Uh, doesn't care one shit about the dinosaurs. Hmm. Again, this all boils down to Ian Malcolm has been the most right character on this. Literally, it starts out with him going... We should not what do anything. What the fuck? You he, stupid motherfuckers. He's like, and when they he gets asked in that meeting that he apparently has in the entire film. Because that's another thing. I don't understand the timing of like his like meeting. Because it kind of almost feels like, does he know what's going to happen? Is he psychic? Because he starts off by saying, no, we should let the dinosaurs die. And then at the end of the movie, he says, welcome to Jurassic World. And I'm like, are they playing off that he's psychic or something? Well, I think what they're, they're playing with it is, like, yeah, he's saying, like, we should let them die. But he's just like, you know, we've kind of let this happen again. And so maybe in his mind, he's just like, yeah, welcome to Jurassic World. We've done it again. We've done stupidity. Mm-hmm. These dinosaurs are clearly going to get out. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of what he's hinting at. Is like they're kind of like, yeah, these motherfuckers are going to get out. Like, we've seen how this happens. We've seen how this works. He's seen it literally in person, what happens. 
And what happens? You let a fucking T-Rex get to the island. You know, the main island, the mainland. So it's like, yeah, so I think what he, that's what he kind of means by the Jurassic World. Also, in a weird way, they started to make, like, dinosaur actions, like, cartoons. Because then there's that uh, one with, like, the really hard head. And, like, Claire and Owen are, like, kind of messing with to help get them out. There's a part where he, like, goes through, like, the cage and he, like, runs into, like, a pole. And it kind of looks like what a cartoon would do. Like, bing, boom, like, birds over the head. Just like that. That was the start. But turning into the Flintstones, right there. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that all the main characters you just don't agree with because they're like, we need to save the dinosaurs and stuff. I'm like, no. Jeff Goldblum has specifically stated out this is nature correcting itself. The volcano is erupting because it's like, yeah, these should not be here. And for some reason, animal activist groups are caring about these. And especially one of the characters who does not come back, if I'm remembering right, if she did come back, it was very brief. She's like the one that knows how to take care of them. Yeah. But she has a very stupid line where she said, where she sees a brachiosaurus and says, I never thought I would see one in real. Like... So you went to veterinary school, apparently, to learn how to take care of these animals, but you never, ever thought you'd ever see one. What? I'm trying to get an explanation. <laughs> um, and then, like, after the movie, even, they started having people saying stuff about the film that you didn't need to say that. Yeah. Like, the brachiosaurus that you see went engulfed in flames and stuff. They're like, oh, did you know that was the... From the original one? I was like, you didn't have to tell us that. It doesn't serve the film or the purpose yeah. in general. That's just to infuriate us even more. So that's, like, this is the one where all the decisions being made, I just don't understand. <laughs> and then there's the third one. <laughs> yeah, which... I can't, uh, I can't talk on because so, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, these were the things that I was holding back. So spoilers for Dominion if you've not seen it. And you apparently don't care. Uh, so the little girl yeah. that lets them loose at the end when it gets revealed that she's a clone yeah. and stuff. So they completely do away with that in this one. And instead, so... She was supposedly the clone of Hammond's partner's daughter. Nope. They say in this one she grew up to be a scientist for Jurassic World. Wanted to have a kid so bad she basically made DNA herself of herself and impregnated herself. Um, but she also apparently has a uh, DNA disease that only she had, and she developed basically an antidote or, or serum for her daughter, quote, to not have that disease. Why she doesn't, like, use that to help the world, I don't know. 
um, because there's like a whole conversation about her caring about the dinosaurs and humanity, like wanting to help humanity. Yeah. But all these decisions that she makes, like she does all this in secret, she figures out things in secret. I'm like, why? You're not at <laughs> all showing this to scientists that probably could help you out. Um, and uh, Doctor Wu Win. Yeah. Uh, in the in the trailer, they have him like saying, "We made a grave mistake." Which I was just like, well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Took you till the sixth one to say that. He's not talking about that at all. He's talking about, uh, like, that whole, like, issue right there. Um, and yeah, humans is too far, huh? Yeah. Uh, but that's apparently also what drove uh, Hammond and the partner to, like, collide. Uh but again, that is like completely redacted now and changed. Um, so Sam Neill and Laura Dern's characters, all they are used as we, it's a purposely, is just with the locusts. They don't ever deal with dinosaurs other than the giant kaiju battle at the end. Um, and clearly they are talking like the script like wrote it out like, Oh, just in case people don't remember who you are. <laughs> because uh, I'm just going to ask you this. If you were to meet somebody that you have not seen in years, would you start by saying their entire full name before you start a conversation? <laughs> Maybe, but it's one of those things where it's like, like you know, Jerry fucking Springer or something, you know, like, I haven't seen you since fucking, you know, grade school or something, you know, some, some shit like that, but very rarely, you know, it'll be like, Steven? Or like, Jerry? No? Yeah, to like, have Alan Grant go, Ellie Sattler, and she goes, Alan Grant. I was just like, that is I weird. Don't, these are also two, like, lovers, why yeah. would they talk this way? Were they married or something? I don't know if they actually ever talked. I don't know. About Either it. way, they fucked, but. Yeah, they clearly did. Like, but. Yeah. And also, one small thing that I did kind of laugh at, but I don't know if I was supposed to, is that they're talking, and uh, she, she, she does. She says exactly what a lot of the fans probably wanted her to say after the third one. Yeah, me and that other guy didn't work out. Like, we're separated. And as soon as she says that, Sam Neill has a look on his face like, Oh yeah, yeah. I can get back! I'm gonna put you in the headlock tonight. <laughs> and uh, she even though admits like apparently her kids like, you know, have grown up and you know, out of the house. So I mean, it's probably like, hey, alone too. Damn. No kids that I have to deal with. <laughs> you getting the meat tonight. <laughs> but so he just has like his expression, the tone that happens after that, I was just like, yeah, you're very happy right now. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite jokes that I've heard is after she says to him, you coming or what? I just breathed it. <laughs> just did. Um, so that the course, they kind of play out like the entire thing and then towards the end, uh, she says to him that she's going to go to, like, this congressional hearing or whatever. She's like, you can go back to your, you know, your dirt pit or whatever that you want to go to. And he just goes, 
I'm gonna go with you. And right when he said, she said, she kisses him, and it's just like, yay! That's what I was hearing from some people in the theater. I was like, oh, shut up! This movie does not deserve that. Just because it wants to make you feel good. Like, yeah. that's literally the whole point of that scene, is just be like, like, I know we fed you a bunch of dog shit, but you can be happy now because they're back together. Yeah. You remember that decision from the third one that you hated? We're fixing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you. And, uh... And I do like that when, at the end, that they're, like, they're at, I guess, the congressional hearing, uh, he, like, has a suit on for the first time, <laughs> at least from whatever I've seen. And he's and he looks over, and he sees a kid, like, feeding, like, a dinosaur, like, you know, pigeons-like also. And he's just like, I'm never going to get used to that. I'm like, <laughs> you and me there. <laughs> I need to watch this. I, I do kind of want to do there just to be like, I feel like you'd be like me watching that. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> um, and just full of callbacks of, like, the way that Chris Brett has, like, the blues kid on his shoulders is just, like, how it looks from the second one with the T-Rex. Yeah. And Jeff had, like, that face of, no, 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 I've seen that. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, and you know how I was mentioning, like, all the promotions for Dominion have just been lies? Yeah. What's one of the biggest things that this has been hyping as far as with the franchise? That it's the epic conclusion. No? No, it's not. Because apparently, at, at the end when the credits rolled, because I've been there for two and a half hours, I was like, I got a piss very bad. Even Garen had to. So we just went out and we took a piss and we just decided we're just going to wait in the lobby. Yeah. And, I mean, he had mentioned, like, oh, I mean, I guess it's it, just as good as Morbius. I was like, no. So Nick and Travis and Russell come out. Apparently there's a stinger. That there's supposed to be another one. And I was like, no! And apparently this is making a whole bunch of money, so... This this is the this this next installment of Transformers, basically. Something, Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to... I need to watch it now. I, I do need to watch it because... Yeah. The, I, I feel like there has to be like... It's like a... Oh, what's that racing called? Like, uh, where you pass the baton. Yeah. There's, like, a franchise that, like, has to, like, get past the baton. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be the one that's making shitty sequels, but they're going to make a whole bunch of money, so you're going to keep making them. So <laughs> Transformers passed it off to Jurassic Park, basically. Oh, God. And, like, to see where it started and seeing where it is now, it, it is... So depressing. Yeah, because I, I I at least can admit that I don't think the first Transformers is actually that great now. It, it's decent enough, and if it would have just stayed like that, I'd probably remember it better. But then it just spawned literally the fucking worst movies ever. I think the only other series that makes me want to blow my brains out more than that is fucking Fast and Furious, and that's one that I'm a little bit different. <laughs> I can't stand the movies. I really can't. Ever since five, I've been like, "Yep, they know what they are," but I've not seen uh, 
I still haven't watched the last one, which I've heard is actually the worst. Yeah. Um, I watched it, and it's fucking terrible. But, yeah, I mean, overall, like, yeah, the, the first one, great. Like, I can I can definitely handle the first three. Yeah. But after that, it, it's literally like Star Wars. It's like, I can, you know, I can handle enough watching this, the prequels. And then the originals are great. But then this last segment, I was just like, you don't have to do this. Like, you really don't. Well, I mean, they don't have to, but they know they're going to make money. Exactly. That's what it boils down to. And, you know, I... I I could probably be considered a hypocrite for that <laughs> because I've seen them all and I go to the theaters and see them. But, you know, it's more of a hopeful thing. Like, I hope that they do something that's interesting. Hopefully they have a brain this time. Yeah, but it just never happens. Yeah. So, so I mean, if the trend is the same, so whichever Jurassic Park movie then comes out that does not make as much money... We will then get a year, maybe, I think it was three years, break. And then somebody's going to pick up the property and say, you know what, I want to make a movie because I actually enjoyed this, so I'm going to put respect back on it, which is what Bumblebee was. the Probably the best Transformers movie, but because it came out during the part where people were fed up with it, it did not make its money, yeah. so... That's what I think is then going to happen with Jurassic Park, apparently. But the weird thing is you have way more you can go off of with Transformers as far as expansion yeah. than Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I still think it would probably be, you know, do better than Bumblebee. Because I think Jurassic Park, people, whether they're good or not, people are still walking to the theaters to see dinosaurs on screen. Yeah, but we, we can only hope... That somebody with a brain comes along. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been our kind of shorter discussion about the rest of our planet. Because I have a feeling that at some point we're gonna actually come back to at least Lost World and Three. Yeah. Because we're gonna definitely do a viewing of those, yeah. especially Three. Yeah. Three is so much fun with people. Um, so. Uh, but thank you for sticking around, Damon, and talking about them. Because I, I know that you're a f- fan of especially like the first one, and you oh, yeah. like some things about the next two. But I'm not a big fan of though. Once it turns action. in, once it turns into world. Yeah, I just don't think Chris Pratt's that good of an actor. I like him as Star War, Star Lord, and I, I like Parks and Rec. But overall, I just think he should just stick to being kind of a funny guy like yeah. he's just you know he, he should not be it, you know some people can do that some people can start off as a comedy guy and switch over to being ser- a good one um bill burr yeah. it's pretty good for solid you know like for being a very serious tone actor you know like people who can do that mm-hmm. but it's not everybody and now he's gonna be fucking mario so i i don't know I think I heard that his his comment about it was that he's his voice is gonna sound like nothing that anybody has ever heard, Mario, and I was like, you mean so you're just gonna sound like Chris Pratt? Yeah, I was gonna say you're just gonna do Chris Pratt voice because he's not like, you know, I I don't I don't want to talk about that because that's just gonna make me mad. But yeah, that's kind of what it boils down to. Is I don't think Chris Pratt's that good of an actor. All the actors in the films. Besides Jeff Goldblum, I'm just like, yeah. 
Yep, and I, you know, I haven't seen this, the newest one, so I can't really serve, but I'm sure Alan and, you know, and them were great, pretty good for what they were. That, like, it was like, they're trying their best, but the thing that they're given is kind of bad. Like, if anything, Sam Neill kind of has, like, the expression that most of us probably are having, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, (laughs) so that's kind of where I sat with that. Yeah. Uh, but... Well, that was slightly depressive. Uh, but, you know, we got an exciting one coming up. Speaking of another Chris, and actually Chris Pratt is involved, that yeah. being Thor. And funny enough... Uh, but it has, actually has one of the decently acted Chris. Yeah. There, so. uh, I would probably say it's usually competition between Hemsworth and Pine I, I as far as acting chops for me. As far as, like, the big Chris's. I like Chris Evans. Yeah, he's pretty good. But it's like... I think Pine. I think Pine steals it, because I actually think Chris Pine's a really good actor. Yeah. Like, I he's, think... as far as, like, chops, I think he takes it of all the Chris's, of, like, the newer age Chris's. That's because he does it a little more varying. Yeah. Like... I Chris, think he can the... be funny and serious. Yeah. Which, supposedly, those two Chris's are gonna come back for the next Star Trek movie. I'm like, I don't know how, because I know that was the biggest thing. They didn't know if they could afford both of them, but... Apparently they can. Somebody's doing something. Uh, But, yeah, guys, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. I know that we always tend to enjoy finally getting our thoughts and opinions out. So, yeah, we have Thor Love and Thunder review coming up, and hopefully... A special new segment starting up also after that. So, uh, like always, as Nick said, it's also Fourth of July weekend. If you're shooting off fireworks, maybe don't lose a finger or two. Yeah, and you know, be cautious with the dogs, people. Like people tend to forget people have fucking animals and fireworks. You know, I'm not gonna tell people not. I like fireworks. I think they're fun. But you know, if your fucking neighbor's dog has PTSD, yeah. Go fuck into a field or something. Like, there's places you can go set off fireworks. Like, you don't have to do it in your back fucking yard. Like... As the comment that I saw once, which was... uh, Fourth of July, Pyromaniac's favorite day. Also, pet's least favorite day. Yeah. You know, some pets... My dog's okay with it, but... You know, he hasn't had too much trouble with them, but he did get freaked out by one of them because there was a big one that was one of those ones that rocked the fucking whole world mm-hmm. but other than that yeah it's like be fucking a little you know respectful for that shit I mean granted like, there's a lot to you know celebrate but you know I'm not gonna get into that but yeah overall yeah just you know be fucking just cautious with shit like that like you know if you are going to do it just again be respectful about it and sorry, folks, but unless something happens, uh, no minion review. Yeah, not gonna happen. Uh, I have put my one veto right now for that. <laughs> I I probably should try to establish at the beginning of the year how many vetoes somebody has. <laughs> I mean, I know I probably would probably live myself to like five. <laughs> saying if you're if you're saying we're gonna go see this, no. And then I'm like, oh fuck, I got one more left. <laughs> Like, no, now I gotta go sit. I gotta sit through the newest fucking Teletubbies movie, damn it. <laughs> the Wiggles! 
I like the wiggles, Sam. <laughs> No way, this salad, it, it, yummy, it, yummy. Yeah. I am horny, horny. <laughs> Those are some sweet guys, man. Sure. Yeah, they are. They, the, the Wiggles and stuff, like, I, I look at them, they're all really good guys. Okay. Well, will you ever watch Elvis, though? Yes. Okay. I want to watch it. I just, do I want to pay to watch it? That's the biggest kind of, you know, thing I'm kind of throwing at. Yeah. And, uh, you think we'll have the same crowd, like, for Strange with Thor? Probably. But the biggest one probably will be for Wakanda. There's probably going to definitely be the and there, crowd. There was thoughts Maybe. that this actually, if COVID got back up again, that they were going to push this back to November. And you had that and Black Panther in the same month? No. Yeah, I would. Disney would get a big fat fucking check. That or they would have too much colliding. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Sometimes people can only afford, you know, maybe a movie a month and they may have to choose. Yep. They'd be like, do I go see this fun looking Thor or or Black Panther coming off of all the shit that it's gone through? I can't wait to see the trailer for that, dude. That's going to be rough. Yeah. But, you know, we'll uh, hopefully be back next week with our Thor review. So, till then, see you guys next time. Yeah.